everybody, and welcome to Coach's Corner. You are going to love this show. I have one of my best friends joining me, Josh Trent. Josh is the founder of Wellness Force Media and host of the Wellness Force Radio podcast. He has spent the past 16 years as a trainer, researcher, and facilitator discovering the physical and emotional intelligence for humans to thrive in our modern world. I love Josh. He walks the talk. I've known him for a couple years, ever since I was on his podcast. been on there twice now. And Josh is someone that is a constant student and an amazing teacher because of it. We talk about all kinds of things on this show. We talk about dealing with using food as a coping strategy. We talk about the crazy anxiety that so many of us felt and physical symptoms this past month and a bunch of other things. Josh also gives you an awesome free gift that I'll link up in the show notes as well. A couple quick announcements. Monday, this Monday, August 5th, so if you're listening to the show when it goes up in two days, this Monday, I'm having my live group coaching on anxiety because it was a doozy this past month. So join me, christinehauser.com slash group. It's only $20. If you can't make it live, that's fine. I send you the recording. I'll also be sending out a recording of a meditation for anxiety as well. One of the other things Josh and I talk about in this podcast is how we keep our vibe high. One of the ways that I do that is through moving, not just going to the gym and working out, but yoga, bar, taking walks. So I spend a lot of time in workout clothes, which is why I'm so excited that Sweaty Betty is the sponsor of today's show. Sweaty Betty has been shaking up the women's activewear market for 20 years with its mission to empower women through fitness and beyond. They are top quality in the market. With a lot of activewear brands in the market, Sweaty Betty really stands out with its unique designs and one-of-a-kind prints. You know, their founder, Tamara, opened her first shop in Notting Hill, London in 1998 after she was shocked to find that so many of women's workout clothes were often dark and inspiring. Their all-female design team is fit and fabric obsessed. This means that every piece is tested in-house by athletes across the Sweaty Betty team from finance to marketing to ensure that it performs to the highest standards. I really love to wear their power leggings. They're addictive. You can't just own one pair. They're the best selling leggings and have won awards from the likes of Self and Women's Health. And they're not just fashion leggings. They're an investment for a reason. They're specifically engineered to sculpt, support, and stretch and are meant for all sports. Or I just wear them basically as my outfit for the day. But when I do sweat, it's nice that they wick away moisture to keep me feeling comfortable during even the toughest of workouts. So here is the deal. You get a special offer, 20% off all full price items. Just go to sweatybetty.com slash podcast and enter over it in the promo code twice. So again, here you go. 20% off all full priced items. Sweaty Betty, S-W-E-A-T-Y-B-E-T-T-Y.com slash podcast and enter over it in the promo code. All right, everybody. And now on to my, it's not really an interview. It's a conversation with the amazing Josh Trent. So Josh, hi. Hi, Christine. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> so um, we're going to talk about Josh's bio in a second, but one of the things is he's a really extraordinary podcaster, one of the best out there. I've been on this podcast twice, right? Mm-hmm. Once in Austin and once you came once to my house. Once live on an elevated stage yeah, and once at your house. While we were getting IVs. At the ocean while yeah. we were getting IVs. We've had some unique podcast journeys. Yes. So on when I'm on his podcast, 
I get fancy equipment. I'm getting invited my V's. Mm-hmm. He came over to my house to do my podcast and really just was disgusted by my setup because I'm stuck in probably 1995, sometimes technologically. I mean, it's, and- not, it's not disgusting. It's just... You know, it's, it's, um, it's medium. It's, it's, it's a medium setup. <laughs> so just to give you a visual, it's super hot and we're sitting very, very close Our together. Our thighs are basically touching. <laughs> because <laughs> I do my podcasts. I like, I like, I like to travel light. And so my podcast equipment is my laptop and a microphone and then the people. It works. So it, it works. We just have yeah. to be a little close together. So yeah. it's Okay. Well, we're, we're going through, yeah. we're, we're getting over it and we're getting on with it. You know, so, someone told me once that, um, when you're talking with a man, it's actually better to be sitting side by side mm. rather than looking straight at him because not, not necessarily men to men, but women to men, because it's something about feeling less confronted or moving forward or something pretty like comfortable that. right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're pretty comfortable that's with me true, though, too. You'd probably be comfortable if I was looking straight at you. That's too. true. We could be sitting in full Lotus on platforms <laughs> and I'd still be comfortable. <laughs> that's good. I don't know. My knees would be comfortable, <laughs> but so let's tell everybody a little bit about you. Yeah. I don't have like a formal bio to know sure. be- because I just know you. So yes. Josh is an epic human being, totally committed to wellness, both inside himself and to help all people be well mentally physically, emotionally, and has an epic podcast called Wellness Force, which he has guests like me. Stephanos has been on it as well. Also some super big names. Who are some of the big yeah. names you've had on? Uh, Dave Asprey, Aubrey, and Aubrey a couple times, and Kyle. Uh, Kyle from, Kingston. From yeah. on it. Kyle Kingsbury. From Kingsbury, on it. sorry. Kingsbury. I Kingston. <laughs> Jamaican Scott. Whoops. No. Uh, and also, also, you know, it's interesting. Like in my first 50 episodes, I interviewed Dr. John Gray, which was really cool. Oh, wow. Love, you know, men are from Yeah, Mars, yeah, yeah. Um, and just some, some people that I really respect in the way that we can be the best human being we mm-hmm. possibly can be. Mm-hmm whether it's physically or emotionally. And like the whole show is based on intelligence, yeah. which I used to think, Christine, like intelligence was how smart we were. Right. Then I found out, no, intelligence has nothing about how much I know. And it has everything to do with how do I gather? How do I apply? And then how do I embody? Mm. That's the real intelligence that mm. we're all working towards. And this is what we talk about on the show. And that's something you can change. Whereas I think a lot of people think IQ is a fixed state and you're born with yeah. a certain amount of smarts. But I know a lot of very smart people that don't live smartly, <laughs> right. if that makes sense. Obviously, yes. my grammar is not super smart, but geniuses, geniuses I know that don't, maybe they have the information, but they don't apply it Yeah, or so they think they know everything. And who was it? Maybe it was, hey, maybe it was you, Stephanos is sitting in the corner there typing quietly, which is hard for him, that said, the older I get, the less I realize I know. Mm. I really feel that way. Yeah. I felt in my 20s. I really thought I had things figured out. I mean, I wrote a book, so I must have had things figured out, right? And now I I just realize, wow, there is so much I don't know. And I love being a student. And that's why I love listening to your podcast because you really, you're you're prepared and you ask really great questions. Thank you. Yeah, I I feel the same way. I'm like, I'm 39 now. Mm -hmm. I feel like I know the most and also the least in paradox at the same time. And I I have this sense that it's because as I learn more, I start to uncover things that were in my blind spots. In other words, I didn't even know that I didn't know. Yeah. And that's why it's so fun, actually. Yeah. Well, that's what we do on the show. To learn. (laughs) Uh, And I I was having this discussion with my girlfriend the other day. I was like, you know, I I don't want to do anything in life unless I'm doing it with you and we're learning. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to learn with you. Yeah. 
which is different than I want to earn it. I want right. to earn my life. I want to, I want to hustle. I don't like that it's, word. It's a disease. I feel like hustle is a, can we curse on your show? Yeah, we can curse. Okay. Yes. Yes. I feel like hustle is a fucking disease. I my agree. Friends. It is a disease. The like, only hustle I want to do is at the weddings. You know, when you do the hustle. Oh, the dance. Right, right, right. That's the only hustling. Yeah. I just think it's so bad for us, especially women. And I'm, I've posted a lot about this and talked a lot about it on the show, all of this boss babying hustle, like oh fake God. it till you make I it. Yeah. I'm like, okay, if you want to deplete your adrenals, miss out on being in the present moment, yeah. increase your anxiety. Yeah. And so what's the difference to you between you know, working hard and going for your goals? Because you, you work. Mm-hmm. You definitely yeah. are committed to your mission. And we're going to get back to yeah, a little yeah. bit more about you in a second. But you, you also play and you also have peace. How do you do that? I get my ass kicked enough to realize that if I'm connected to God, then I can play as much as I want. Mm. Give me an example of getting your ass kicked. So ass kicked would be last year I was on Mount Whitney and I had trained really hard. And before I interviewed Kyle from on it, yeah. I actually pulled my calf muscle. I tore my Ow. calf muscle because I was in a hurry. I wasn't being mindful. I didn't warm up. I tore my, my calf muscle. Three months later I'm on a mountain, Mount Whitney just happens to be the highest mountain in the United States. Jeez. And I'm like, Oh, it's my third time. I'm totally going to make it. Um, I end up having a uh, altitude sickness moment. Oh, where I was crying uncontrollably, hallucinating. I almost died. I almost died on a mountain last year. Oh, were you alone? No, I was with a group of friends. Okay. you know, thankfully, and so I I had a friend walk me down the mountain. It was last year was the first time I really had a conversation with God for mm. for the first time ever because mm-hmm. I had a lot of anger and resentment towards God mm-hmm. as a child because mm-hmm. just religious upbringing, crazy craziness when I was right. a child. Well, and also and, things happen to you when you're a child and you feel like. God wasn't there. Yes. Like, where, where were you, God? Yeah, What's exactly. the deal? Mm-hmm. So, so your question was, how do I kind of balance mm-hmm. all of this together? I balance it by, am I breathing? What do I feel in my body? What's mm-hmm. going on in my... It's really about what's, what I'm feeling in my stomach. Mm-hmm. If my stomach is feeling good and the rest of my body is feeling good, then I can be in a vibration of play. Yeah. But I can't be in a vibration of play if my body's giving me another signal. Exactly. So it's about body intelligence, which is why... I talk about on the show, what, what is this process that we, that I can discover for myself and share with everyone else mm-hmm. where we're discovering physical and emotional intelligence yeah. and intelligence is not how smart you are. There's right. a lot more nuance in intelligence. Absolutely. Absolutely. And let's, let's talk about the body stuff for a minute because a lot of women listen to the show, men too. And there's sort of a general bias that women struggle with body stuff more and are more connected to our bodies and feel more. But I don't know that that's necessarily true. I think men struggle just as much. Yeah. I mean, I used to be 280 pounds. So mm. I struggled for a long time. It took probably 10 to 15 years for me to actually let the weight go mentally mm. long after I had let it go physically. What do you mean by that? Well, there's an identity in the psyche that that gets attached to certain things. And so for me, I was attached to like being a trainer. And so I, I lost a bunch of weight. I was shining light on other people. I was a personal trainer for 10 years. Mm. And so I'd be in gyms and I'd be like helping everyone else. But on the inside, I still kind of felt like the overweight young man. Yeah. And I was hiding behind like having the body that looked good. Right. But Yet on the inside, like, I didn't really feel like I look good. Yeah. And now, like, I guess you could even say I'm carrying the most weight I've ever carried, but I feel damn good. I think like you it, look great. It feels good to be yeah. in, in Josh Trent's body. What was, and, what was the reason you had all the weight in the, be- in the first place? Um, it's because when I was a child, I was raised by a bipolar mom. Mm. And my dad left home when I was two months old. So 
I, I believe that I chose that, which is so fascinating because I remember you and I were on the beach yeah. and you're like, why did you choose your parents, Josh? And I'm like, the fuck is Christine talking about what I choose? <laughs> I know we just met so, too. <laughs> so now, so now I'm like, I totally get you now. Yeah. Um, but I, but I chose to come into this life and, 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 and walk this path with spirit so that I could understand what it's like to be me now, yeah. looking at all the things that have occurred for me. The reason why the weight was on is because food became a drug. It, be, it became a, a self. And a parent. Yeah, it in became a, a way ways, for me to, yeah. to, to, to deal. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people use coping strategies. Oh, yeah. So in human behavior, you know, there's, there's the cue, there's some kind of stimulus, there's the response or the, the, or the reaction, mm-hmm. and then there's the reward. We're all trying to get the reward, yeah. which is that deep breath, that we're okay, that everything's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. And so between stimulus and response, that's where my work is yeah. for my whole life. And oh, when I was a kid, I didn't, I didn't understand that. You know, I didn't understand that oh, I can actually choose something instead of just like being a slave to my emotions. Well, well, and also if you, if you, if your dad wasn't around and your mom wasn't really emotionally around, you know, yeah. even if she was physically present, right. how are you supposed to know? And I think that's so important for us as we grow and as we heal and as we evolve out of these things is like so much compassion for that little one inside who Absolutely. really did the best they could. And I think that we beat ourselves up a lot because as adults, we get the information. You you learn that in between stimulus and response, it's a choice, right? We all can think of the Viktor Frankl quote, sure, in sure. between stimulus and response, it's a choice, and in yeah. that choice lies our freedom. But if we've been using a coping strategy for perhaps decades, our brain is so neurally wired yeah. to go for that, yeah. that even if we have the awareness that wow, I'm choosing food to emotionally comfort myself. I'm emotionally eating. It's very difficult behaviorally to to shift it and requires a lot of patience. So what was it for you that really, I'm sure it just wasn't one thing, but got you (laughs) out of that response? Yeah. You know what I was visualizing when you were explaining the the synapses in the brain is like, you know, and when we're on trails, everybody goes on the same trail. Yep. So the path gets super worn. Yep. So for me, my synaptic response was when I have stress, I go to food or I go to porn. Mm. Like it'd be one mm-hmm. of those two things. Mm-hmm. And so the only way that I was able to transcend both of those things was just to be open to what spirit was trying to tell me. And mm-hmm. I've fought that shit for a long time. Yeah. 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 Like probably 10 to 15 years. Yeah. And it's really only been in the past couple years of my life since yeah. I've done the deepest work possible that I've fought less. I think the key is fighting less yeah. or, or just actually not fighting at all. So take just, me to that moment. Go. Take me to that moment where you're upset and you're either going to go to the refrigerator or go to your laptop for porn. Yeah. Yeah. Walk me through how you shifted that. So it really starts with taking a massive deep breath, mm-hmm. like taking a big belly breath and just sitting there and asking the question, what is this trying to show me? Mm. What is this trying to teach me? What is this feeling trying to show me? Like, what is, what is the teenager? What is the angry Josh mm. teenager yeah. or the, or the hurt five-year-old Josh need right now? Right. So just for stopping yeah, and just, being just, with it, just like, even oh. if it's uncomfortable. Yes. And the same way that we train, that we retrain the synapses to not walk the beaten path, to, to walk the new path by pausing. That's mm-hmm. the, that's the key. It's like, if, if someone's, a, if I'm a slave to my emotions, then I'm not actually, I'm not actually doing the thing that's going to give me the feeling I want. Mm-hmm. It's going to give me the feeling I want, but it's also going to come with a price. Mm. So you said, go to the moment in that moment. What I do is I pause and I ask, what is this? 
what is this showing me? Mm-hmm. What is this, this dark part of myself that, and it, and I think it's going to be a lifelong thing for me as well. I don't think that I have it mastered. Mm. I think I'm in the mastery process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and, it doesn't rule you anymore. Yeah, it still it does, comes up, it still but comes you up, have but a I, different relationship to it. You know what I do in that exact moment, in that exact moment, I go to the stillness as quickly as possible. And I just ask, what are you trying to show me? Mm-hmm. And also too, I, I was just sharing with Stefan. I was like, I was in a plant medicine journey this year and I, I got an entity in the yep. journey and it just got cleared yep, yesterday it happens with, a lot. With, with Paul Check actually. Yep. And today I feel, it feels so good to be me today. Yeah. It just feels so good to be yeah, me yeah. Um, because there was something literally in me, like yeah. energetically. Yeah. And I, and I know now what, what that was, was it was fear. Right. It was fear of me like do I have what it takes? Do I have what it takes to make it? Mm-hmm. Can I be an awesome husband? Mm-hmm. Am I worthy of having children? And of, of course the answer is yes. But th- this entity comes up yeah. in me yeah. or, or whatever it is because there's space inside of me that it can, it can fill. Yep. So my work is to be such a whole being right. and have so many of those moments where I retrain my synapses, where I walk the less beaten path, where I create a new path where I'm not fighting. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, I'm working with God instead of being angry at God. Right. Exactly. That, that's really what this is about. Exactly. And let me just, cause I know I'm going to get questions about plant medicine and entities. So if you ever go into a plant medicine ceremony, just be super cautious about who's facilitating the medicine and yes. who else is in there. Yeah. And when we work with plant medicines, we're working on the fourth dimensional plane where things not of the highest vibration yes. can hang out. And sometimes they get stuck there. They get stuck there, they're right. wanting entities come into people because they need something themselves. Right, exactly. And yeah. they feed on fear and lower vibrational things. Now, don't worry. I don't want anybody thinking right now, oh my gosh, I have a lot of anxiety or a lot of fears. Do I have entities in my bodies? Do I no, need, no. To, need to, just no, like don't trip everybody. You're like good, it's, it's okay. You're good. Yeah. If you do do ceremonial things, things based in shamanism, things that involve plant medicine, just make sure it's a super sacred container. Yeah. And the, the post process, like the integration process mm-hmm. Find somebody who's very, very skilled mm-hmm. at reading energy, being able to go, ooh, something gunky got in there. I was working with one of my healers and had an entity removal process like about two weeks ago. And it was intense. I oh. felt it leave my body. Interesting. And um, we can all, and we bless it and we don't want to like give energy yeah. to it and well, blah, blah, the blah. Thing, blah the, but these entities, they just want love. Yeah. They just want to be seen. Yeah. So, so me being angry at the entity, it just, just gives it more fuel right. to be in me. Right. So let's just, let's just, let's just say they're energetic germs, Fine. <laughs> you know, cause I don't want people to think this is some weird, you're being possessed by the right, devil right, and you've right. got like a little like black ghost living inside of you, like, you know, attacking <laughs> you. It's just like energetic germs. Just like we can have, yeah. like I have post-nasal drip. I have some pathogen, some viral thing that mm-hmm. I've had for like a month and a half that, it's an entity. We can say that's, you know, it's yeah. like something that, that just like is in my body that eventually will make itself out. So it's just like energetic germs, which is why keeping your vibration high. Oh, look, a butterfly. Look at that beautiful butterfly just flew by us. Oh. See, that's of a highest vibration. It's that's just a, a beautiful, right yeah, there. it's just yeah, a beautiful yeah. reminder. Yeah. And we keep our vibration high. I'll share how I do it. And I'd love to hear you. Yeah. Um, meditation, gratitude, eating that butterfly is epic. Wow. Eating high vibrational foods, you know, foods that are clean and not processed touch with other people 
is beautiful. I doing things that I love, anything creative, breathing fresh air, putting my feet in the earth. Yeah. What are some of the things that that keep your vibe high? My my vibe gets the highest when I'm moving, when I'm walking. Mm-hmm. We have a little trail by my house. It's called La Aria, so I go walk that. And then I love jumping on the trampoline because I work at the computer. Let, let's go tactical for yeah. people. So if you work at the computer, like I'm constantly doing like a lot of computer work. So for me, I will feel, my body will start to give me like this tension in my mm-hmm. solar plexus. And then that's my cue to go jump on the trampoline. So yeah. I have a trampoline. I jump for three minutes. And as I, as I do it, I go like this. Yeah. Oh, that's I, good. I breathe out the stress and I pull down on my traps and I, and I jump on the trampoline. And for me, that's a beautiful reset. Mm-hmm. Now, also, it's good to be mindful about vitamin D exposure because I just did an Everly Well test and I was 20 points low on vitamin D, which I thought I thought I was wow. totally good. Wow. Because I, I feel like, okay, I'm pretty tan. Like yeah, I live in yeah, San Diego. Yeah, like, yeah. I, get, I get enough get sun. sun. But um, so now I've been supplementing vitamin D. That vitamin D is a precursor for so many things yeah. for our emotional Yeah, health. I take vitamin D regularly it, and our, I notice when I don't. If our vitamin D is low, it... Yeah. it, it it messes with our serotonin. It messes with our moods. It messes with our energy levels. It's, it's a big deal. Yeah. You know, A, D, E, and K. Those yeah. are the big vitamins. So, so that's what I do. And then also for high vibration, I just am very mindful of who I spend time with. Mm. Like if I'm spending time with a friend and when I leave their presence, I don't feel good. I'm not going to go as often. Yeah. I'm not going to stay as long. Yeah. I, that so happens to me in crowds. That's, that's probably mm. the biggest one, yeah. Christine. Like I'm pretty good on my own and, and, and I, I've spent a lot of time these past five years like cultivating practices and just working as an entrepreneur a lot alone. And so when I go with other people, that's what affects me the most yeah. when I'm around other people. Yeah. So it's being really mindful of not taking on other people's energy. What I've yes. learned, especially yesterday through this clearing session, mm-hmm. this healing session, is that I have a tendency if I'm wound up, if I'm not being mindful, to take on other people's mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. My mom's stuff, my dad's stuff, my friend's stuff, because I'm just an empathetic dude. Yep. I'm just a really empathetic dude. Yep. That's just who you I are. am. That's just it, that's, it's one it, of the things beautiful. I love most about you. Thank you. It's beautiful and it's something that I get to be mindful mm-hmm. of because if I'm not mindful of it, I start to get sick. I start yep. to get disease. And so... It's a blessing and it's not a curse. What's another word for curse? It's a blessing and it's a mindfulness reminder. Yeah, I like that. I like that because yeah. it's I'm a physical empath, so very clairsentient. And I'm learning more about it. And everybody, I'm going to do some episodes about this and how to protect your energy as an empath and how to clear. And That's I so will, valuable. yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, as I'm learning myself, because yeah. when I moved to Encinitas, I was telling you my intuition really opened up in a lot of ways, even more but I just kept having weird physical symptom after weird physical symptom. And some of it was my own just clearing emotional stuff. But even this past month, and I have um, a group coaching coming up Monday on anxiety, like this past month, pretty much everybody I knew was experiencing massive anxiety to the point where they were having physical symptoms. This past Capricorn moon, is that what it yes, was? Yes. You guys, I don't necessarily focus on this stuff, but there was something about this particular one yep. that just rocked me to my core. Yep. We're talking tears. I had a girlfriend in my past that told me that for the last six months of our relationship, she was doing drugs. Wow. It was like, there was so much shedding yep. during this last moon that I was like, I don't know if I can do another layer because yep. if we do another layer, I might bleed. Yeah. Like that's how I was feeling. Oh, I ended up in the ER. <laughs> <laughs> Are you good? You're good though. Right? I'm good. Well, I, well, what happened was I was having, I haven't even shared this on the show, my, my poor mom who's listening. Um, I was having 
just such a racing heart. And I thought, oh, my iron's low again. I was also having a racing oh, heart. Oh, it was terrible, yeah. but it was keeping me up at night. Me too. To the point where I could, I didn't sleep for 11 days. And so, and, and then, you know, mm. when you can't sleep, then anxiety gets worse. Yeah. And so I said, I'm, okay, I'm just going to take myself to urgent care yep. and get an EKG because if my mind knows like nothing's wrong with my heart, I'll be able to sleep. Yep. So I go to urgent care, hopefully for peace of mind. And they come back in and like the main doctor comes in, not just the doctor that runs urgent care. And she's like, Christine, your EKG is normal, but you're displaying all the symptoms of a pulmonary embolism. So you need to go to the emergency room right away. Oh, and God. I went from, this is supposed to be a peace of mind trip to shit. And Stephanos is in Australia. I don't even know where the ER is. I get in my car, kind of in shock, Google ER close to me, <laughs> drive myself to Scripps and just go in and be like, yeah, I'm having chest pain and shortness of breath and, but you know, whatever. Five hours later, they're like, you don't have a, you know, they did all the tests and whatever, who knows? God, I hope my insurance covers most of this. Yeah. But what I was experiencing was so intense. And, and I tend to feel things like a little before they hit a lot, of, a lot of other people. And then the week after, I can think of five people with chest pain and shortness of breath. And I, now you're six. I had four men that I've done work with, like men's work. And all of them reached out to me and said, my, my friend Charles, he was like, wow. are, you, are you feeling some craziness right now? Yeah. And, and there was, this was the most potent, so potent. moon. And and, and look, like, just like any training, right? A a Navy SEAL goes through their training and then after they've gotten their ass kicked, they realize why it was so hard. Yeah. This is what you and I, and and I think a lot of people that are empathic in in many ways felt during this time because this was a deep kind of claw shedding. It was a claw shedding. I had memories and things come back that- I'm so glad we could talk about this. Me too. I should have, I should have called you when I was in the it yard. Be like, so hey, Josh, you want to come get your heart checked with yeah, me? Totally. You're freaking out a little bit. Come I, on I, over. I didn't sleep as well. Oh, I, was, I was wondering, like, am I crazy? Like, what the hell's going on? You that, know, I had the same thoughts, yeah. especially at night, like around two a.m. I'm like, this is it. Night. I'm losing my mind. Stuff is definitely going to break up with I, me. I started to. My heart was pounding one night, and I was like, "Are you okay?" And I went out in the living room and I did breath work. Mm-hmm. And it still didn't make it nope, better. Nothing so, works. And so what I did is I, I took a bunch of CBD and I just said, I just said, God, like, if there's something you want to show me, like, show me. Yeah. Like, please just show me. Yeah. Like, please just show me. I'm open to whatever you want to show me. Yeah. And I just kept saying that over and over again. And then I fell asleep. Okay. Yeah, that's, the, I, nothing was working. Meditation wasn't working. Breath work. And this is really frustrating if you yeah. have a big toolbox and yeah. none of your tools are working. Ooh. And I, I just had to ride the wave. Mm-hmm. And I did, the, the thing that actually worked best for me was a CBD melatonin cocktail. Yep. Knowing, actually, even though the trip to the ER was whatever, it was what it was, it get, did give me some peace of mind because that part of my brain, like intuitively I knew I was processing stuff. I was feeling the world. There was a lot yep. of stuff. Yep. Um, and especially talking to so many other people that were experiencing physical symptoms. Like yep. this isn't just a coincidence. Um, especially here in Encinitas, it was kind of crazy. Uh, it, it, but I just had to ride the wave and just be like, all right, I'm not sleeping. Like I'm just not. Yeah. And then you've got sleep deprivation on top of all. And it's so, it's so easy in this moment for me to look back on that and be like, oh yeah, well, what was coming was going. Yeah, it's, exactly. But in the moment, I'm not thinking that clearly because yeah. I'm, I'm in the experience of the physical and the emotional kind of vice. Right. It almost feels like someone was squeezing me in a vice yeah. as an example. Yeah. And a lot of stuff came up for me and I'm like, wow, it, the, the reward. It's so funny. We were talking about how to change our behaviors mm-hmm. and you asked me, what do I do in those moments yeah. to like shift? Yeah. Just be with it. Yeah, that's all Just you can do. Be with it. And not 
need to know what it is. Right. Like just actually sit in the slop of it mm-hmm. and bathe yourself in it and just yeah. be like, here I am. Yeah. What do you have to show me? Yep. You know, this is what you talked about when you came on Wellness Force, actually. Like, I think you said something like, what is this? What, what are you trying to teach me? Yeah. And, and that was so wise, mm. you know, because th- I think the truth and wisdom comes through people with different words. Mm. And it definitely came through you in that day. And, and it's really cool to know people like you. Oh, yeah. And, you. And, to, and to be able to just talk about how crazy this ride is, yeah. <laughs> this rock, this physical meat suit, this soul that is connecting with another soul, like the soul's listening with us being in this conversation. We're still here. Yeah. Like we made it. We made we're, it. We're still here, my friends. Yep. And that's part of the beauty, even though there's challenges of being in the vice. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're in that vice, when you're going through that, cause you, you do a lot, how do you function? Like just get on with the day and show up when you're going through that. Cause so many of my listeners are in it, you know, and have to parent, have to show up for work. Aren't entrepreneurs like us with, you know, a little more control over our schedule. Yeah. Parents. Wow. I know. First of all, if you're a parent, great job. (laughs) Let me just tell you, you're doing amazing. You're doing the best you can, which is perfect. What I sense about, I can only relate to what I've seen with my brother. So I'll give an example for parents and I'll give an example for single people. What I've seen with my brother and what I love about him, what I respect most about him is when he experiences stress, he goes to the love as quickly as possible. Mm. Like his daughters will be screaming, his wife will be upset and he'll just say, well, Josh, you know, I'm not in control. Mm. Like he'll, he'll kind of go to the humor, mm-hmm. not, not bypassing it, like still mm. taking care of his responsibility, but taking care of his responsibility with a, with almost a loving playfulness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what I can see that could be very successful for parents. Mm. And look, he's, my brother's not a spiritual person. Like he is spiritual, but he doesn't feel things as deeply as you and I, and that's fine. Yeah, He does things where, and I can see some parents do this in public, even when the shit is hitting the fan, when the baby diaper poop is on their leg, yeah. when they're pissed off because their kids are screaming, can they breathe? Can they pause? Can they just be in it? goes back Mm -hmm. to that universal lesson. Can they just be there with Mm -hmm. how shitty it is and kind of laugh at it? Yeah. My friend Brent sent me a video of his daughter, like both of his daughters screaming, crying. Oh, Brent. Tanya's Brent? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so so both of them in the video were just laughing. So he and his wife, his daughters are screaming. There's like stuff all over the floor, the bathtub, the water's flying across the bathroom. And they're just looking at each other and they're just, they're they're choosing to laugh. I love that. At how funny it is. So I think the more that parents can go to that space of, wow, this is really shitty right now. Mm -hmm. And how funny is this? Mm -hmm. And then for single people, for people that don't have children, I really feel like I connect it to my purpose. Like Mm -hmm. my purpose is to be the best Josh Trent, be the best human being that I Mm -hmm. can. Mm -hmm. And then share that knowledge with other people, period. Yeah. So if I can just go back to that and be in that when the shit hits the fan for me. Yeah. And I guess the mechanics, the tactical around that is, can I choose, do I have the will to choose and just let whatever, whatever stress, whatever pain, whatever torment is coming through. Can I just give that back to God? Mm -hmm. Can I give it to God? Can I choose to give it to God? Mm -hmm. Or is my ego like wanting to attach to it? it. Yeah. So that that's the work. And I think the more people can, just tune into what's really going on yeah. to what's actually happening yeah. rather than being the closed mouth, Close, yeah. uh, holding breath slave to the emotion. Yeah. It's, it's a constant awareness practice. Like even if you look at 
Gretchen Rubin or Dan Party or Charles Duhigg or any of these behavioral people that their whole lives are dedicated towards why we do what we do. Yep. They all kind of say the same thing. And that is, it all starts with awareness. Mm-hmm. That is the beginning of everything. Mm-hmm. So after the awareness comes like the beliefs, then the thoughts, then the feelings, then the actions. Yeah. And then of course, if our conduit is clean, then we can make better decisions. Exactly. So it's a multi-pronged approach. It is. And I think you, no one can tell you how to do it. You have to feel your way through it for yourself. A big thing for me when I'm going through an intense time, like the past month, was showing up and, and doing my work, my mission, which I love, and serving others. And also reaching out for support. Yeah. Like knowing that I think sometimes too, I can put pressure on myself that like with how much I know and what I do and how long I've been in this business, I should be able to, you like, shouldn't need help. Help. I should. yeah. but just reaching out and, and having that support, both people I pay and, and friends. And that to me is a way that I exhibit self-care. Mm. And I think that too many of us don't really reach out for help or we may share a little bit, but there's a self-consciousness to it. And, you know, I I think most of us have trouble receiving as well. And often I will see people manifest. um, I don't really love the word manifest. People be in really, really hard. It's like, how far do you need to go before you're on your knees asking for help, both from Mm -hmm. God and for other people? And I... I will raise my hand for help sooner in my process now than I have in the past because I know it's going to help You've me through. You've learned that through. over time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, I have a feeling that for me at least, what kept me from not raising my hand was this old school narrative of don't ask for help, you pussy. Figure mm-hmm. it out on your own. Men don't ask for help. Mm-hmm. Men don't cry. Men don't ask for help. Men don't open up. It's yeah. all bullshit. It's yeah. all a lie. Yeah. Uh, it's left over from some crazy old school holodyne or whatever you want to call it. Um, as we grow as a species, emotionally, physically, spiritually, I think it's up to men to just get to the truth quick. Right, Let's yeah. just get to the truth quick. Yeah, yeah. Think about masculine energy. Masculine energy is about completion. It's, right. about, it's about the doing. Right. What is more masculine than getting to the truth? Yeah, totally. Can we just reframe what getting to the truth looks like? Exactly. So that if we explore emotions, if we cry, if it gets ugly, if it gets perceived as not mm-hmm. being masculine, that it's actually still is. It's the most masculine right. to get to the truth as quickly as possible. Well, and if, if, if holding in your emotions was truly masculine, then little boys wouldn't cry. Exactly. Like if, if men were supposed to be these stoic, you know, whatever, then like little boys wouldn't get upset. There's a clip, you just search it on YouTube. Yeah. There was a British woman interviewing a little child and his mom went away. And he, and he started to cry. And, and, and she said, she said, do you miss your mom? And he said, yes. And he started to cry. Oh. And she says on the newscast, she says, oh, don't cry. Oh, this news reporter. And, and, the, and there was a flurry of comments. Yeah. Because I think we all know yeah. in some way, deep down, that this is like some sort of a remembrance process. Mm-hmm. This whole thing. Mm-hmm. This whole thing is like, remem- oh, mm-hmm. we're just remembering who we are little, mm-hmm. like bit by bit. Mm-hmm. And when, when I saw that, I was like, oh, I get it. Yeah. That's why I don't ask for help. That's why I don't cry. That's why I don't show what's the truth. Mm -hmm. Why I don't show the truth is because I'm afraid of being judged. Mm -hmm. I'm afraid of being judged if I show my truth. Yeah, judge, rejected, abandoned, especially a father who abandoned you. So like you've already got that core wound. Exactly. Running, working, working for you. (laughs) So, so 
I think why this is so powerful and why I brought it up to you is because we're in a massive kind of shaking of the almond tree mm-hmm. where we're, we're being shook a lot totally right now. We are. So all the things that have loose connections, they're falling to the ground. It's so true. And, and over time, I think the truth will prevail. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. And, and the, the truth is, I love what you said, remembrance. Cause I've always said that when someone says I need to learn how to love myself or I need to learn who I am. I, I always say, no, really, you know, it's just yeah. remembering a bunch of limiting beliefs, programming, traumas that you've adapted coping strategies to have just given you amnesia from who you are. But it's true. It's like, just like at the end of our life, a lot of us end up back in strollers, AKA wheelchairs. Yeah. And diapers and, diapers and all that. <laughs> it's like, it's a full circle type of thing. So as that happens physically, we need it to happen emotionally and spiritually yeah. as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is beautiful. I, I've always wondered, like we go from cradle and then we go to grave, but the cradle and the grave, they're so similar. Yeah. It's like, it's almost like we're, we're going back as a child. Yeah. We come into the world as a child. Yeah. We go out of the world as a child. Yeah. I think that's the way God designed it. Yeah. I think so I too. Have that, I have that feeling. I think so too. Well, yeah. I love having you here. Thank you so much. You'll have to come was, back and riff on other fun. stuff. Um, tell everyone else where they can find you, what else you're up to, yeah. all the things. Well, I'd love to, I'd love to give your audience something. It's over, over 300 interviews I've done. And I was like, okay, what are the things that everyone's saying? Mm. What are like the, the, the distilled handful of daily things that we can all do. Like the cliff notes. Yeah. As you said, Mm -hmm. to be in high vibration. So I created a guide. It's wellnessforce.com forward slash M21. It's morning 21. Okay. It's 21 minutes. It's six things. Wow. Breath work is one of them. Meditation is one of them. There's some other unique things in there. So you combine all kinds of people talking about the certain subjects. Ooh, I love this. So I took out of the 300 podcasts, I was like, okay, what are the six people that when they spoke, it resonated with the majority of other experts that are that are the things that will really move the needle for us as far as vibration. Okay. Like vibration. So say it again, wellness. So it's wellnessforce.com forward slash M21. Okay, M21. I'll put that Morning in the show too. And uh, it's a free guide. It's it's 21 minutes. Like we all we all have this. Everybody has less than 30 minutes yeah. in the morning. Yeah, for sure. Don't be a slave to the mind that says you don't. Mm-hmm. You get to do it. Mm-hmm. So that's the gift that I'd love to give to your audience. And then also wellness force. You know, we talk about physical and emotional intelligence, yeah. which is what, which is really what you're helping people with too. So there's like mm-hmm. this beautiful crossover with our content. So come listen to the podcast. It's called wellness force. You can search online. Uh, we're on the Googles. On the Googles. We're up in there. And I'm sure you, we've, yeah. we've talked about a lot of things kind of generally, and you deep dive into so many of the we things that we've talked about. Yeah. So go, go binge on wellness force. Just such great conversations. You're such Thank a, you. Stephanos and I talk about this. You are one of the best interviewers we've ever had. Like, it's just so awesome to be on your podcast. You're really in your gifts. Thank you. And living in thanks, your purpose Christine. and your mission. It's inspiring. Yeah. And thanks for being a man that's doing the work. You know, we need more men really doing the deep work and you're a leader in that. And I really appreciate you for that. Thank you. It feels good to receive that from you. Yeah, it's true. I see you. Mm -hmm. I see who you are. Always have. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks for having me on the show. And and, uh, I love what you're creating too. So it's, uh, it's an honor. Thanks. Bye everybody. Bye everyone. 